And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And we are absolutely thrilled to be doing this again. Can you sense my excitement? I can sense it. It's it's uh, it's trepidation. It's, definitely. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word, but I was going to say you're the guy that keeps stats and all that stuff. Like what? What episode is this? Do you know off offhand? I think it's 177. 177? Yeah, yeah, Jeez. definitely. And they yeah. said it wouldn't last. Thank you for all our listenership and thanks for the feedback from our listeners from our last podcast with Lisa McLeod. That was really heartwarming. You got a lot of feedback? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What did, what did people say? Well, they, they really appreciated her candor, you know, because of, uh, you know, some of the challenges that she's faced and uh, they thought it was uh, an important episode to have. So there you go. Excellent. Well, mm-hmm. uh, were any of them potential sponsors that gave you feedback? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Although, you know, I have been beating the bushes, Jody. Uh, and uh, certainly if there are any listeners out there who want to come on board as a sponsor, we'd be more than happy to have you. Yeah, because have you seen the price of gas lately? Exactly. Yes, the affordability issues. As we often say, two things. I'll add a new one, but like as I often say, these Bentleys don't gas up themselves, and they run on premium, like not not regular, so not not mid grade premium. That's right, and just inflation affects everybody, including those who have Bentleys. You know what's funny, and I think I think someone posted something about this the other day, but I went to the. I mean, I do groceries quite a bit, and I mean, it's no surprise the price of food and all that, but I went the other day, and I bought, I had to get a block of unsalted butter, and I could not believe how much a block of butter is. It was $8.99. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. $8.99 for a block of butter. You should have got the salted, maybe. Yeah, no, I don't think that would have made a difference. But uh, I just, I, I was like, I was looking at it, and I was like, honestly, like, I was like, is this, is this for real? Like, I just couldn't believe it. So, the prices, uh, the prices are bananas, and the prices of bananas are bananas. So yeah, I bought, go. I bought some bananas tonight. I just didn't look at the price though when I, when I was doing that. So it's uh, tough times out there. People are hurting. We know that. So, well, uh, but it seems to me the grocery stores I go to, and I don't know if this is like every grocery store, but the ones I'm going to, and some of you may get this too, is like they do a lot of the old, um, you know, buy one for this price, but buy two for eight bucks. You know what I mean? Like kind of like that. So like I get like tonight, I was ended up with like two boxes of Ritz crackers and two boxes of wheat thins and two boxes of cookies. Right. Cause I look at it, I get pulled into that little, like, Hey, if you buy two, it's, it's 10 cents cheaper. Right. So, That's right. Yeah. You can get a real bargain. <laughs> hey, I'm going to buy two blocks of butter for 17 bucks. <laughs> That's right. Good. Congratulations. I'll fix your wagon. I'll yeah. fix your wagon. Anyway, uh, we got to thank our presenting sponsor each week. The team at Municipal Solutions, John Mutton and the crew there, have uh, been with us since day one, um, providing you this show, and we are so thankful for their support. 
Uh, you can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. Tony, I know you can expand a little more on what they do. Yes, the Muttonator and the and the team are very busy these days. They are Ontario's leading MZO firm. So things like development approvals and permit expediting or planning services, all the stuff that you'd need to do with municipalities, engineering services, architectural services, even things like minor variances and land severances and building permits, you can go to municipalsolutions.ca for all of your municipal services needs. And Jody, we want to thank our continuing uh, tie-in and relationship with Hunter's Bay Radio in Muskoka, huntersbayradio.com every Saturday morning. They have a a whole suite of podcasts that they uh, re, uh, you know, repost, I suppose, and and uh, and broadcast. And uh, we are one of those podcasts. So thanks to Hunters Bay Radio in Muskoka, Huntsville, Muskoka, and uh, we appreciate that tie-in as well. Excellent. And I guess we'll get right to it. We have a, a wonderful guest today that I know you're you can introduce and. Yeah, it's a first-time guest for us uh, on this program. We've talked about some of our past guests, uh, of course, but uh, Todd McCarthy is the member of Provincial Parliament for the Ontario riding of Durham. He was first elected in the 2022 general election. He serves as parliamentary assistant to the president of the Treasury Board, as well as deputy government whip. If I've got that incorrect, he will correct me. Uh, he, uh, before politics, he started out as a lawyer in 1994 at the law firm of Flaherty McCarthy. And we might want to talk a little bit about his association with uh, the late Jim Flaherty and uh, Christine Elliott, of course. Uh, very, very interesting. And uh, of course, he's, I think you've got, uh, Todd, I think you've got three kids. Is that right? That's right, Tony. And uh, a real honor to be on your show and uh, great to, to hear your voice as well, Jody. It's wonderful to have you there. Todd, the first question I want to ask you, put you right on the spot. What's the best golf course in your riding? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to, my riding is Durham. So uh, Tony got that part right. But uh, Durham is a riding within Durham region. And I, uh, my wife, Kathy, and I have called Durham region home for 34 years. We raised our three children in Durham region. And of course, we continue to reside in Durham region. But in my inaugural address to the Legislative Assembly last year, I, uh, I proudly said I, I represent the riding of Durham, the riding within the region that I proudly called home for, so, for several decades. I, I have to say, I think um, the, 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 the course that's, that I think is affectionately embraced by thousands of uh, Durham residents, not only in my riding, but in Durham region, is the Deer Creek course, because it's just home to so many wonderful celebrations uh, whether it be weddings uh, or just uh, fundraisers for worthy causes, and it's a uh, it's a course that's open to everybody. And so I I have to say, and it has the five championship uh, uh, nine hole courses as well as the executive nine. Um, and I have to say, Deer Creek is just best known, and it's not just about golf at Deer Creek; it's also about uh, the gathering space there. For example. Bowmanville Hospital Foundation last year had its gala post-COVID at Deer Creek, technically outside of the riding of Durham, but within Durham region. And it, and we're going to have it there this year. So D- Durham region is, is, is a community that includes many ridings and many 
municipalities. But Deer Creek, if you have to mention a golf course, that's the best known and the and the most beloved for sure. Have you played that one, Jody? Yeah, well, I mean, Todd wouldn't know this, but I'm kind of a big deal. And um, I was actually at the Alexicon charity golf tournament the other day at Deer Creek. And uh, I don't, were you there, Todd? I don't, I feel like they mentioned your name, but I don't know if you were there or not. I, there was like, there was like 340 people there. I was at the Grandview one just before that. I, I oh, wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Cause they have a couple of them or whatever. But yeah, no, Deer Creek, unbelievable facility. Uh, that's like they, they put on events like, like no other. I, I mean, I was very impressed with how they got everybody through there and, and what they were able to do. And like while we were having dinner, I saw no less than two separate wedding groups going through like the rehearsal process outside. So it was like, it's a very busy place for sure. It's a very busy place. It's a big wedding venue. It's a big place for graduation events. Um, and, and just countless charitable causes have had their galas there, including Durham's Ability Center. Prime Minister Harper was there with us in 2006 with then Finance Minister Jim Flaherty, my great friend, and Christine Elliott. And we, uh, th- those were the days when we had to choose a location uh, because the Ability Center in, in Whitby hadn't been built yet. So Ability Center Durham would have its original galas at Deer Creek when it was brand new as a large facility. So just so many great memories there and, and, a, and a very bright future for that location in terms of future plans. It just, it's a, a truly a beloved uh, place as well as a great place to golf. Jody, perhaps Todd can uh, uh, approach uh, them to be our sponsor on our program. I think that's that's a given. That's with the integrity commissioner on that gentleman. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Let's let's talk about sorry anything away from all of the great golf courses in Durham. Of course, of course. Uh, You know, it's exactly right. You got now. You got to list them all. Uh, In fact, I better give a shout out to Sunny Bray Golf Course in Port Perry. One of my okay, good, good stuff. So it's right up there with Deer Creek for sure. Okay, you've done a good job there as a local MPP, Todd. So let's talk. Could we just talk a little bit about the Ability Center? Were you uh, were you involved and passionate about that? As uh, I know, because I know Jim. Well, sure, I, I was. I've certainly I and the members of the firm of Flaherty, Dow, Elliott, and McCarthy, which was uh, the original name before it was Flaherty McCarthy. We were founding donors, but that was a modest role. It was really Jim Flaherty and Christine Elliott who led that wonderful endeavor and really got it off the ground and we were fortunate because with Jim being in um, in federal office in government starting in 2006 and then Christine being provincial even though she was in opposition that really uh, ensured that the federal and provincial governments were on board with supporting it as well as the region and all of the municipalities within Durham region and it uh, it really took off again with lots of private donations as well. But when government leads, good things happen. Government can't and shouldn't do it all, but if government leads, then um, what we have, as we've seen in so many wonderful endeavors, the Charles Best Foundation is an example of that. For example, the Bowmanville Hospital Foundation is an example. You know, the community leaders raise the money from, from generous donors, uh, large donations, small donations, and then government also makes a contribution. So it's a real partnership uh, in the community. Government plays a role, but it's not exclusively about government. 
And uh, I think what happens is private uh, philanthropists and individual donors, whether they be large donations or small donations, are motivated when government leads and sets the stage. And that's what happened with the Ability Center, just as it's happening with the Bowmanville Hospital Foundation uh, in my riding, for example. What, uh, just before we get on to more modern topics, do you have any recollections you want to share about the late Jim Flaherty and uh, your association with him? Absolutely, Tony. And, and that's a, that's an easy thing to do. I, you know, I can tell you, I miss him very much as a friend and a mentor and as a leader of our nation and our province. And truly, he was beloved and respected. But I mean, I knew him as a leader in the legal profession. And uh, when I was called to the bar in 1989, he was a well-known and well-respected trial lawyer throughout Ontario. Uh, He had uh, been involved in many published cases, precedent-setting cases. He had written many articles, had lectured. So we, we really looked up to him. And I was fortunate to join his firm. It was founded by, uh, by Jim and uh, Christine Elliott uh, back in 1994 as Flaherty Dow Elliott. When I joined as a partner uh, later that year, um, then it was Flaherty Dow Elliott McCarthy after that, and later Flaherty McCarthy LLP when, when Christine moved on to uh, public service herself. Um, and he was just a fantastic advocate, a great jury trial lawyer, a great appellate lawyer, and a, an individual who cared about community service, public service, giving back, and teaching. And he taught me so much by way of example to be a fearless advocate for our fellow citizens before the courts. And he took that passion, that advocacy forward into public service, both at the provincial level and the federal level, the federal level as an MPP, an MP, and a cabinet minister. Yeah, I think that when he was in cabinet with me, at one point he actually argued a case before the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I, I know that uh, certainly in the in nineteen ninety before he was elected, uh, he did argue a case. He got leave to appeal in a case, and I think he would lost all the way along. Uh, then got leave to the Supreme Court of Canada. The case is Radich versus Bloomer. And he won in the Supreme Court of Canada in a 5-4 decision. And one, his articling student at the time was Michael Tulloch, who is now the Chief Justice of Ontario. Wow. That's the kind of legacy that Jim left us, right? I mean, I, I wasn't the only one. I'm, I'm one of many, many, many lawyers who benefited from his example of, of, of just fierce, fearless advocacy. Um, he did also appear in front of the Supreme Court of Canada when he was Attorney General of Ontario. You might that was it. Okay. That was, that, yes, that yes. he did take that on. And there's a tradition of Attorneys General occasionally appearing as counsel on a matter where the government is before the court. Right. Okay. Okay. He, that he, was he, that was what I recall then. Yes. He made it. He made it there even before he was part of government, and through his own tenacity and his own courage and advocacy, he he fought all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada and won. And I'm I'm. That's a great legacy. And, and Michael Tulloch will tell you about that as well. That's amazing. Amazing. So uh, let's fast forward. Uh, you're, uh, we're interviewing you and you're currently, I guess, in London, Ontario for the Association of Municipalities of Ontario Conference. Uh, what, yes. what sorts of things are you doing there? Well, you would have been at this as a public office holder. Oh, yes. For Believe sure. Me. And you were municipal affairs minister, so you know it, it's a municipal affairs minister show. So right now it's uh, Minister Steve Clark's big show. And, of course, Premier Ford was here giving a major address this morning 
uh, here at London. And AMO, or the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, the annual conference is variously held in, in Ottawa or London or Toronto, different parts of the province. Uh, and every municipality, mayors, councillors are here with MPPs from the provincial government and the premier and the minister. All the ministers are here. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful opportunity to get together and remind each other that we serve one citizenry. So we may be different levels of government, but we have to work together. And that theme has resonated in this conference. And it resonated in Premier Ford's speech today when he announced the, uh, the Building Faster Fund, the BFF. And, and you know, there, there are those of us who say, well, BFF also stands for Best Friends Forever. And I think what that what that means is, yeah, we have to work together. Why shouldn't municipalities in the province, uh, we serve the same citizens. We have a common goal of building homes and, and getting red tape and regulation and delays out of the way and getting it done. And this is a this is a fund that is designed to assist municipalities, reward municipalities who assist in getting shovels in the ground and building homes faster, accomplishing the goal that we all need to accomplish, and that is to build 1.5 million homes over the next uh, eight to 10 years, because we have hundreds of thousands of newcomers coming to Ontario right. among, among the million each year that are coming to Canada. And so Ontario is leading the population growth, and we've got to get it done, and we're getting it done. So that's what AMO is about. It's a partnership between two levels of government, and it's it's really it depends on the leadership of the government of Ontario, in particular the premier. And Premier Ford is doing a wonderful job in instilling confidence in making sure that municipalities are rewarded when they step they step forward and help us accomplish this important provincial, province wide priority. So, what what sort of feedback are you getting from the municipality representatives, uh, the councillors, and the mayors, and, and Reeves, and so on about the housing crisis? Are, do they see how important it is to to get uh, to get moving on this? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We see that, and and I talk to um, very uh, various municipalities across the province. But I'm also fortunate, Tony, that in my riding of Durham, I have three municipalities. I have Scugog. Um, Mayor Watton and her council. I have Oshawa, North Oshawa, that's Mayor Carter and his council. And I have Clarington, which is Curtis and um, Newcastle and Bowmanville combined uh, with, um, with Mayor Foster and his council. And we have a wonderful relationship with each municipality. You know, they're, they're, they're different. Durham riding is a very unique riding because it does, unlike many others, have three municipalities within it. And although each municipality is different and have different has different needs, they all have different needs and different priorities to some extent. The one priority that the municipalities in my riding share and want to advance, and, and that is building those homes, making sure not just one size fits all, but purpose built rentals and attainable homes and uh, senior citizens' homes for those who want to downsize. So we're downsize. We want to talk about. Uh, families who are buying for the first time. We want to talk about seniors who are downsizing perhaps to a, a senior's residence or assisted living or just a smaller home. We want to talk about gentle intensification around uh, the Bowmanville Go Train extension. That's where we can make that happen. Um, it's, it's not at all about building mega mansions. It's not at all about building big box stores, as was the case with the previous government. It's about building homes that we can all relate to. 
And again, it's not one size fits all. And the municipalities are working with us in my riding of Durham to make that happen. And 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 I see that kind of cooperation, that common goal, that common um, motive to help our fellow citizens get it right and get it done. And and I see that that cooperative happening with this uh, current AMO conference. So, what else are you working on in in the government these days, Todd? Well, so many things. Um, and Durham, I always say, is is a microcosm of the province, right? Because we have we have the suburban riding or the suburban aspect of Clarington and North Oshawa, uh, but we also have the farms and the rural villages and hamlets as we go north in the Durham riding. We have the Mississaugas of Scugog Island within the municipality of Scugog, and I have a great relationship with uh, Chief Kelly LaRocca in that regard. Uh, and that, that's another partnership that's so important to me as the MPP. So it is a microcosm of Ontario. Within that, we have Darlington, for example. Right. And, you know, we are, we, we say the future is electric because uh, we are moving forward with, uh, with electric vehicle manufacture at the revived Oshawa GM plant just south of my riding, just outside my riding. But because I have the north half of Oshawa, I also have Ontario Tech and Durham College, we're graduating students that are being matched to jobs at GM and at Darlington. Very exciting opportunities for the skilled trades. Very exciting opportunity to invest in new nuclear energy. The SMR announcements that we've made with Minister of Energy, Todd Smith. He and I call ourselves the Todd Caucus, right? There's two Todds in the caucus. We have five Smiths in the caucus, including Todd Smith. That's a Smith caucus. But the Minister of Energy, Todd Smith, under the leadership of Premier Ford, uh, we are investing in nuclear. We are we are investing in what is clearly uh, reliable, clean energy that powers the entire province, that powers the world, that is an example of the world. And the investment in the SMRs, the small modular reactors, is a key component of that. Uh, so we've got the energy file in Durham. We've got the transit extension, Bowmanville, uh, public transit and and the go train coming to Beauville, Bowmanville, big investment. We've taken the tolls off 412 and 418, which it changes driver behavior, Tony, in, in the Durham region, right? Because more people utilize those link roads now between the 407 and the, uh, and the 401. Very, very important to get rid of gridlock and to keep costs down. My uh, residents have embraced the gas tax cut. We announced it in uh, for July 1st, 2022, we've extended it and we're right in the middle of it now. We've extended it going forward again, keeping costs down for our fellow citizens. You, you've got to, we have lots of people. I have a hybrid vehicle, but lots of people depend on having to, to use fuel and we're doing what we can to keep fuel costs down and to keep traveling costs down. Do you get a lot of commentary on affordability issues, Todd, when you it's, talk to your constituents? It's a number one issue. It's yeah. a number one issue, right? Inflation is high. Interest rates are high. And uh, we, we have to and must deliver on this. And you know what's interesting, Tony, in the, in the campaign of 2022, we had just announced the, the sticker rebates. Uh, hundreds of dollars per family going back to families, putting more money in people's pockets. And, you know, a few elites criticized us for that. Uh, and I think they're just wrong. Those elites don't understand what $500 coming back to our fellow citizens per household means to people, the ability to have more discretionary spending. So when you, when you have the sticker rebates for license renewal, 
when you when and and when you eliminate it going forward that's a huge bonus to the household budget when you keep the gas tax cut and uh, when you make the gas tax cut and then you maintain it as we have when you get rid of tolls on the highways this is real practical relief for families and individuals and that's what it's about uh there there's lots of people who who will never support it but they can afford uh, not to have these these uh cost relief measures but it's important to the uh, moms and dads and the middle class families and the small businesses when we cut red tape and regulation we're saving hundreds of millions of dollars in terms of uh, red tape and regulation and that is invested reinvested particularly by small business owners into the economy that creates more jobs these are the ripple effects. That's why Ontario is more than ever the engine of Canada's economy. That's what's happening under the leadership of Premier Ford because we get it. We've listened to the people and we provide real relief. You know, the, the some right. levels of government talk about it, but it doesn't do anything. And it can't just be about um, about the measures that are allegedly being introduced by the, the Trudeau liberals. And, you know, I, I don't want to get into a fight with other levels of government, but it's only, I think the provincial government under premier Ford, the, the progressive conservative government that has promised, ha has listened, has promised and has responded and delivered real relief. And we're seeing the results of that. And it's making a difference for families and small businesses. And that's why we have the prosperity that we're, we're seeing and that we will see, and we will fight the fight against inflation we will overcome that's what we're doing with these measures so todd uh, we've just got uh, time for one last question for you and uh uh i'm glad you you raised a little bit of a federal issue because uh j just recently uh, uh jamil Giovanni was nominated uh, as the conservative party of canada candidate in durham riding and jamil's a former uh a former guest on this podcast, so we we know him a little bit. Uh, any any thoughts on Jamil and uh, the upcoming by election and what that means for the nation? Well, Jamil is just an excellent individual. I uh, I know him. Uh, I've come to know him quite well. I know that he's officially the nominee for the Conservative Party of Canada for the for the federal riding of Durham. So, if elected in the coming by election, he would be my my counterpart, and he would just be an excellent representative for Durham, and I and I uh, I, I welcome that opportunity, uh, and I think he'll follow very nobly in the footsteps of Aaron O'Toole, who has been who was an excellent MP for ten years or more, right. representing yeah. Durham. And I I think you know, and and you served with John O'Toole. Uh, yes, he, he was one of my predecessors for the riding of Durham, and I've had uh, I've had great advice from both John and Aaron O'Toole in my role as a new parliamentarian, and I welcome it. I had the two of them in the Legislative Assembly for a tribute in the spring, and Lovely. was very, very honored to be able to do that. But Jamil is a fine citizen, and uh, I think that the Federal Conservative Party is very fortunate to have him as their candidate in the riding of Durham that I represent provincially. Todd McCarthy, it's great to have you on the program. Uh, we wish you uh, every success, of course. And uh, thanks for bringing us up to date on what's happening, not only in your locality, but uh, it, it definitely has repercussions uh, province-wide and uh, therefore nationwide. So thanks, Tony. And thanks to Jody as well. Take the opportunity to thank our sponsors once again, Municipal Solutions at municipalsolutions.ca. And of course, our radio station, Hunters Bay Radio, huntersbayradio.com. Todd, thanks again for coming on the program. Thanks very much, Tony. Thanks, Jody.